Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Location Football Club. Today, we're going to be talking about non-league burgers. We'll be chatting to one of the most famous goalkeepers on YouTube, and we reveal what's inside our non-league mystery box. An airplane arrived from Newcastle, and kids were clamouring around me. Scariest man in football, can we have a photo, can we have an autograph? I could live off this for years, and I have, and I did. Anton Ferdinand in the middle of the street with a load of random Americans <laughs> stood around him singing West Ham a Massive. They didn't have a clue what was going on. It cost the Wimbledon fans 600 quid, which then Jesse Lingard borrowed off one of his mates, I think, in the car park, blown up everywhere. I had no idea how big it was going to be. As always, let's kick things off with our shirts. (laughs) You may have noticed I'm not wearing one today. That is because I got sent the MoFowl shirt. Yep. I tried the MoFowl shirt on and it was very, very tight. (laughs) Okay. There are also some questionable stains on that shirt. And it must have been the remembrance kit because the poppy in the middle was taken off. So I think they must have (laughs) ironed it on and then... Ripped it you off. know it's match worn then definitely match yeah. worn it's got his little signature at the bottom as well <laughs> i thought i packed it but i didn't um so yeah unfortunately uh, i'm just repping next week the original penguin today yep. yes next week now i'm we repping spoke about the kit that you were wearing today yeah talk me through it um so i'm repping the strongbow dark fruits with a lovely dark fruits bubbly background where did you get this from new cray called leaf yeah. victoria and they they sent you this no it was sent in by the non-league uh-huh. shop, our friends over there. Lovely. Who also sent us in this beautiful number at the back, FC Maybank. Now, get in the comments for those on YouTube. Can you tell me which famous rapper that that shirt is inspired by? We've also got Burgess Hill Town. That is an old school shirt. That was the greatest band in non-league football. That was one of the very first matches we ever went to, I think. They had a whole little band together, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Someone was on a triangle. Tr- yeah, uh, the little trumpet, trombone. That was about this time last year. I remember it was a pre-season game, I think, that we went to. And Hill then Town. all the usual. Oh, and the mystery box. That's the mystery to be calm, box, yeah. To Just be for clarification... None of us yeah. know what's inside that, no. apart from a football shirt. Yeah. So when we messaged <laughs> non-league shop, they packaged it up, sent it down. I have not opened it. You've not opened it. And that is the detonation of where we're going to go. Of where we're going to go next. I'm, for hope, our first game. I'm hoping it's ten miles within Croydon, yeah. but we'll we'll see where it is. We did say originally yeah. that we didn't want to go too far, but yeah, unemployed. But that's the game. That's the game. Can go anywhere. Right. We've got our tactics board as always. What this are we up to? Episode. Is about hashtag Jacko. Yeah. Yes, the scariest man on the internet, apparently. <laughs> Talking about his time at hashtag the TST tournament where a million dollars was up for grabs. Out of money. What'd you do with a million dollars? Oh, um, buy a burger restaurant. Burger restaurant. Yeah. Is that yeah. because that's coming up next on the tactics well, board? That's God, convenient. You're getting good at this. Yeah, convenient. We're going to talk about non league burgers. We've got some of you to send in what you think would be the perfect burger. People really got involved. They did. They did. It's <laughs> More than I thought they, they would you or should. You mentioned your favourite burger yeah. on last week's pod because you want to set up a little restaurant and yeah. 
hopefully. And we've already got the poster for it. We've got the poster for it. Thanks yeah. to Rudy, who made us a poster <laughs> uh, with that. some words on it that yeah. you mentioned about your favourite burger. Yes. So we've got that coming up. Obviously, hashtag Jacko and the, the mystery, mystery box. box. Plus some non-league plugs. People got involved yeah, after your little I'm so segment. glad. Yeah, it's going to be a, a grower. But yeah, this is It's heavy reliant on good. people getting involved. Yeah. So if you do want a non-league plug. Voice notes video messages exactly we'll video call you we'll phone you whatever you want so let's kick things off then let's talk about burgers so as we said you've put together your perfect burger because you are location football's food connoisseur official unofficial yeah well official to us yeah you must have tasted over about 50 burgers or food yeah that's quite that's mad yeah calories you've revealed your dream burger yeah what makes a good burger for you? Oh, well, you mentioned last week the brioche bun is, is a key part to it. But the difference between the, the clubs that get it wrong and the clubs that get it right is the patty. Um, because I know you like when I say patty. You do. You say it um, so weirdly. <laughs> but the bun is can be fairly basic. The so- sauces will always sort out most bad ones. But... It's the juicy ones or the dry ones. Is that the, the patty is the one bit that makes a difference. So how thick should the patty be? I think it's all down to your cooking of it, you know, because uh, I think you can have thin ones that are cooked really well and still really juicy. And also you can have monsters that can be cooked good or bad as well. So I think it's all down to the level of chef. And are you a fan of plastic cheese? No, because no. Oh. I, I, I think it's probably still to come. But I th- didn't, did someone say yeah. they were rating plastic cheese? completely wrong like there's some more cheese options as people have mentioned as well but i think real cheddar cheese but i also appreciate that we're at non-league level like budgets are smaller they want to make as much money as possible which they they should because it's obviously not big a big money industry so the plastic cheese is a cheaper option but if there's a way we can get real cheddar i think that's the only way to go you spoke about budgets there yeah some clubs have their own van yeah other clubs that we've been to have got proper almost like restaurants mm. coming through uh is it the vegas uh Ebsfleet? what is it oh no the verse curry the verse, verse. The curry oh. vegas place for burnley that- <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i meant like so what i was getting at the vegas curry verse there are good. other restaurants and establishments fast food going into different grounds yeah. how much do you like that in terms of variety of food, or do you think at a non-league ground it should be a non-league burger? I think it's almost a key part through accounts like Footy Scram of growing your n- name as a club brand now. Because, like you say, the, the main reason we went to Hungerford was because we'd heard of this this ball pit beast, and even like where Farnham, what they're doing great stuff with like stock in prime. So if you can become known for a product, I think that's a, a great way for clubs to grow going forward and i don't even i'm not even talking about the burgers here but if we talk in this sort of social media influencer world and obviously we're talking to hashtag jacko in a bit if you can have something that you're like oh have you been to so-and-so club because they've got so-and-so that's i think if i was to become a club chairman i think that would probably be the first thing i'd do and not just because i love burgers but i'd probably create a food product that's going to become synonymous with that club so it could be where was it i can't remember where we, they did chicken nuggets was that bromley we had chicken nuggets yeah but where you're like oh like i know that bromley did the chicken nuggets so i'd go back for the chicken nuggets and just finding that one product would it be like the way they did their hot dog or it's the double patty or the triple patty, <laughs> patty um, on the burger the, patty. The, the blue cheese which i think we're going to get onto someone recommended late, late, um, later or it's the low 
loaded fries where you're like, oh, like I'm desperate to go back for those loaded fries. So I think that's the way I'd I'd try and improve your your non-league brand. I think that's an so easy So finding win. a unique selling point. Yeah, and I think food is the club. Food would be the easiest one to do it. I think. Yeah, we don't want clubs to go out of pocket here. We don't. Want them no, to no, no, no. And that's not the money, point at want, all. You can have your regular burger that they were doing, but on the side is but Scott's. That's, what, what would you yeah. call it? I think it should be built around the club as well. Like I'm, I'm not a vain person. I, I don't want it to be called Scott's Burger. <laughs> not a vain but person, think, but your face is plastered but, over at Heaven or Waterloo. Yeah, Field if any other club wants to do that, I'm all for it. But I don't think it should be about me. It should, yeah, it should epitomise everything the club's good about. But you say about not losing money. I think it, if it's done right and it become it becomes something that you're famous for, more it will make you money. I think more clubs should to do that chicken nuggets is also yeah, a great let us option know in the comments as well if you agree that clubs should have a variety of food any chairman listening they yeah can afford it we want to chairman's be great to get a chairman on and have yeah. a chat about how important food is for well, the hunger for games. chairman who invited oh, us down to pulpit beast is now at yeah he's he's joined a new club but i can't remember right. the name of the club so I know um, who he is. We can get in touch with him. If yeah, he's he'd got... be cool. And uh, well, maybe he needs a new ball pit beast. Um, now he's left hunger. That is the person that yeah. we try it because yeah. he was all over you coming down. I think and he trying might, out the it might be Gloucester. Yeah, but we'll, be we'll find out. You mentioned earlier that a few people have got in touch about what would be on their burgers. Yes. So let me just read you out what Rudy <laughs> put. So the brioche bun. Yes. Tick. Plastic cheese. Nope. No, thank you. Beef patty. Yeah, of course. We like patty. The bacon. Yeah. 100%. Crispy onions. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think caramel. I'm going to rate caramelized onions more, but crispy. Can you get crispy onions? Like, yeah, it's like those dried ones. You know that harvester. I just think harvester. Right, Um, I know what you mean now. Yeah, like the little bacon bits. bits. For the sauces, you've gone for barbecue or mayo. Yeah, right. So that all sounds like normal, fairly normal. Yeah. Then he's added in sweet corn. Mm. Thoughts? Well, I know you were initially like, no, 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 but thinking about it i was like actually a sweet corn relish that's got maybe a sort of like sweet chili vibe to it yeah i'm rating it bastion fc yeah responded to rudy's tweet and said forget about the sauce and trade it in for blue cheese yeah i rate that so highly i was like actually i'd take out the grated cheese that i think i said last week and i'll trade it in for blue cheese someone else said that their favorite burger was at Potter's Bar. Now you've tried the burger at Potter's Bar. Their restaurant, oh, we call it a restaurant, is is class there. Their setup is amazing. Yeah, there is a f- courtyard area with yeah. s- telly, yep. Sky Sports. I think Arsenal playing Chelsea. Got when like we went. festival vibes. Festival just, yeah. vibes indeed. And they've got a really nice burger sort of cabin area, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember the words you use for the Potter's Bar burger? Uh, I usually know all of them off by heart, <laughs> but sadly, these these three have escaped me. So the first one was enormous. Okay, I, and I then believe it. The other one, I can't remember the third, but the second one was uh, magnifique. And then you went magnificent. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember anything about that burger? I just remember where I got it from, and I, the experience is key to that. I can see the big. Uh, big festival vibe stalls well lit they're cooking it in front of you that's right. actually quite interesting because you remember the experience as yeah. well as the burger and i know exactly what you're talking about and that's 
probably Potter's Bar unique selling point is that yeah. they do have this sort of festival vibe going on where there is the football on the screens if you want it Sky Sports it'd be perfect to watch like a Euro game or oh, a World Cup game absolutely. to go and watch an England game you'd be like that's where I want to go another person mentioned the Haven and Water Louisville burger I feel like this is the Haven and Water Louisville the, the podcast face of, yeah. the face of their food for anyone that didn't see it you described their burger as bulky griddled and stormer wow <laughs> that is what you'd want written in a graphic on your burger van, I think. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Griddled. You've had a lot of non-league food. Mm. What I'd like you to do now is rate your top three so far. Okay. Number three. Can't remember what they called it, but I'm going to do a Corinthian Casuals burger. That was delightful. Very tasty. It has to be a burger. Non-league food. Non-league food. Your okay. Top three well, then non-league food. I'm going to go for then I am going to put the the bullpit beast in at number 2 just because I remember it every time. So like we were talking about creating something memorable that wants to bring you back. Uh, and the special mention to chicken nuggets because that was a phenomenal idea. <laughs> I think it is the curry verse at Ebbs Fleet is is the winner because I wow. oh, I love curry verse. So yeah, Ebbs Fleet and they've got I'd want to go back because they've got like several other stalls that I was yeah. like, "Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that." So yeah, I want to go back purely just to try out some of the other things. I thought the Slovaki Oh. made a little appearance oh there's so many yes okay no that's in there oh, the it's actually really Dulwich, tough Dulwich Hamlet yeah and I've been back actually because it's like one of my local clubs I've been back since and the Slovakia yeah. was a big reason of going back and I'll go back in the next couple of months as well yeah. okay yeah okay we'll go top five Ebbs Fleet Corinthian Casuals Hungerford Dulwich Hamlet and we'll put Potter's Bar in there. They're the top five. Top five. Footy Scran are actually going to send us some burgers as Amazing. Well. Yeah. For you to go and try. Yeah, amazing. Through their channel on Twitter, which is amazing. So Keen. hopefully we can get that sorted for the new season. Love it. Right. Time to make another signing, Lavers. Whoop, whoop. And we need someone to go in the sticks. And there was only one man for the job. Unfortunately, Big G and Big John weren't available. <laughs> so I've had to pull out hashtag Jacko. How are you, my friend? You've killed my one-liner. <laughs> I knew I had to get in there first because you were going to do something like that as well. The Sorceress Apprentice, eh? Second in command to Big G. Third, probably, with Big John as well now. You were always my number one. You know that deep down. My first question is, where the hell are you? I'm actually in Frankfurt. Believe it or not, I do have a nine to five. A lot of, for some reason, for years, people assumed that all I did was playing goal. I don't think they realise how poorly paid non-league goalkeepers slash Sky goalkeepers slash hashtag United goalkeepers actually are. You live off freebies and uh, bad Instagram adverts, influencing. We only gave you expenses, didn't we? Bus fare home, if that. <laughs> you mentioned your job there. I don't actually know what you do. Nobody really knows. I'm not sure I know. I, I've been doing it for 25 years. It's ever so boring. It's uh, cabling. That's that's all you really need to know. The data centre world has exploded because of the cloud, and uh, here I am in sunny Frankfurt, which is actually sunny today. It's Normally it's dreary. It's as dull as dishwater. Yeah, it does sound pretty <laughs> dull, mate. But it pays you enough to go to every festival going by the looks of things. Yes, there is that. That's, that's my that's my hobby. Aside from football, festivals, gigs and music and bad, bad barnets. <laughs> nah, your barnet's solid, mate. Right, we've got you on because we want to talk about a whole load of things. I want to start with the TST tournament over in America. When you came on Soccer M, you were buzzing to tell me that you were going. A million dollar prize was at stake. How was your time out in the States? First things first, I got the invite through Spin for being a hashtag United Hall of Famer. And all I was thinking was, happy days. It's a little freebie going to the US. I'd read about the tournament. 
it's one of them you kind of thinking it's going to be a bit of a nonsense really i know it sounds grand and a million dollars but it was so good it was really well organized the coverage was good on it in the us especially i know uh, a lot of people were able to watch in the uk on youtube the teams the big teams that sent sides really bought into it i know obviously they didn't send like their pros which obviously they wouldn't but they sent a good level of legends who were all great fun we all kind of got knocked out about the same time so we had a a weekend out on the uh, on the res the likes of Soccer AM favourites, Lee Trundle and co, Chomp, Wrexham goalkeeper. We played in a, a very good tournament. It was a good standard. The sun was shining. They welcomed us. And uh, we didn't go, hashtag speaking, we didn't go as far as we wanted to. I genuinely think there was a stage where we actually thought we could win it. But we got knocked out by Como, who um, have got some strong ties to, obviously, England and Premier League football. I think Dennis Wise is on the board. Cesc Fabregas is part of the management and coaching side. The rumour has it next year... It will be back bigger and better with a bigger prize fund. I'm not punting them. I get nothing out of it. This ain't, this ain't for their benefit. But the rumour has it that there'll be um, a lot more money and some bigger clubs involved, big Premier League clubs. Who was the best on the night out then? I mean, I'm up there. <laughs> you are lively, that's for sure. I, I've played with him a few times. He's a good lad. Anton Ferdinand, uh, me being West Ham anyway. I think it was the Saturday night we was in the... Uh, downtown North Carolina. We were singing uh, West Ham a Massive in the middle of the street when clubs kicked out. That was the only thing, curfew, the curfew. There's no late, late, late pubs out there. I think it was a one o'clock curfew and that is it, you lumped out on the street. But yeah, Anton Ferdinand in the middle of the street with a load of random Americans <laughs> stood around him singing West Ham a Massive. They didn't have a clue what was going on, but he was uh, he was giving it large. But no, it's it great. It was great to mix with them boys away from football and kind of let your hair down. It was good fun. But you mentioned the, the big prize fund. How much were you standing to make if you'd have won the, won the tournament? Ah, it's undisclosed fee. You can't. We, um, I don't know what the other clubs were on. We was on a good wedge uh, per man. Um, but obviously it was it was a very, very long shot. The end goal for obviously Hashtag was they had a group of lads that had won the league uh, that deserved a, a trip. So that was uh, first and foremost. But secondly, they're looking to buy ground. I know we're probably going to talk about Hashtag in a bit, but the, the main aim is to buy ground. So a, a large chunk of that would have gone towards the club and, and finding a permanent base and uh, home in the, in the community, wherever that is in Essex. What would you have spent the money on? Me personally? Of course. Uh, I'd have uh, bought the rights to Soccer AM and uh, sack you, sack you, Kells, obviously, and re-employ everybody else. Already taken redundancy, mate. You can't sack me. Surely you've got to start somewhere to get a redundancy at the end uh, of it. Is this your cheap shot back after the big John and big G uh, comment earlier? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll let you have that one, mate. I know where my bread's buttered, Kells, and it won't be you. What is it like playing for Hashtag? Because I can only think it's the closest these non-league footballers are going to get to being professional that sense of being stopped in the street photographs the media attention because there's some great characters on there so what was it like for you my history if people don't know it i played non-league football for 23 years before hashtag so i'd kind of paid my dues i'd done all the dirty work played for next to nothing in absolute horrendous dog park pitches and never come out of it really with anything i think i made the fa cup first round once cut the playoffs but i had nothing to show for it and um i kind of retired joined hashtag at that time it was a sunday kickabout really that was televised or filmed for youtube i had no idea how big it was going to be we weren't briefed we didn't have a clue as, as players i say players i mean some of them boys they weren't up to a, a standard that 
they would have played any decent level of Saturday football, they would have struggled. So it was kind of all cobbled together at the beginning. And I had, like I say, I had no idea what would come out of it. In the early days, I knew they played at Wembley. I knew we were going to get free boots. And to be honest, that was a, enough of a draw. At that time, my lad was a, in his early teens and, and knew about knew about hashtag knew about what they were doing and spent especially everyone knew spent what came with it afterwards was just bonkers i'd go on holiday with my family we'd get to an airport i remember like me and the missus were going away and we was in malta and an airplane had arrived from newcastle and kids were clamoring around me scariest man in football can we have a photo can we have an autograph it was brilliant it, like you say it was the closest thing to being a pro without being a pro um, and and there were loads of perks that went with it it was it was great fun obviously when we joined on the changed completely the, the dynamics were completely different i ended up going back into non-league which was something i'd left because of the time consumption it's just it's, you do so many miles so many hours you're out of the house all the time and it's for pittance really it was an eye-opener. I, I couldn't believe there was this world in YouTube for football. And also, I couldn't believe that like, the doors it opened. I've done, I'm still living off it now, really. I was doing things like this and Soccer AM was all on the back of Hashtag, really. You mentioned the perks of playing for Hashtag. I've seen you at plenty of events through me being at Soccer AM and you being at Hashtag, the NFL stuff. What's the coolest event you've ever been to? Probably the NFL stuff is is kind of next level when you get involved in that. It's a, it's a lot better if you're uh, one of the larger influences because I know a few of them have, have gone to uh, big games over their uh, playoffs and even the Super Bowl. I don't quite pull that pull that draw enough for them to uh, waste 10 grand on me uh, <laughs> nipping out to the US to, to talk about NFL. Well, I, I don't know enough about it anyway, but the NFL is brilliant. It wasn't saying I was I was that into, to be honest with you, but the, the opportunity came along. And now I spend my Sunday nights, five hours on a Sunday night watching NFL till one in the morning. With Hashtag, it seems like you've got a really special relationship with Spencer. Um, could you tell us a bit about how brilliant he's been for the growth of the club and what he's done for you personally? Yeah, it's, it's a funny one because when we first, when I first joined, I was the only player that, wasn't within the the kind of circle of trust as it were so on one side of the changing room you had Seb's uni friends who were relatively good footballers and on Spen's side it was mainly old schoolmates who weren't as good as Seb's uni players but I I kind of bundled my way in through the Adams boys so I kind of got invited along to it and at at the time to kind of make it seem plausible to the viewers we kind of spun a story that we we'd known each other for years but it was all bought we'd be we'd never met until my first game for hashtag but we kind of struck a bond i mean he knows how much hashtag what meant to me it, it, it for me it, i kind of got the opportunity to reinvent myself the last few years playing non-leaf football i struggled and then i joined hashtag and then i was a a bigger fish in a smaller pond, really. Away from football, he's been really supportive. As cheesy as it sounds, he has actually become a really good mate of mine. And it kind of worked, right? He he got what he wanted out of me football-wise, and I got what I wanted out of hashtag. I got a second chance and the chance to kind of be in, I don't like the word influencer, but that that kind of world, I got to kind of walk that path because he used to call me the scariest man of football and kind of gave me a persona, really. He gave me a a storyline and a bit of a... It's almost like a, a wrestling tag that kind of followed me about, which kids loved and gave me a chance to kind of develop it, really. Not, yeah. not as good as the likes of obviously Big G, who play it off all day long, every day, which I it's not me. I couldn't do that. But yeah, I kind of got to ham it up a little bit on camera, which was great and easy. Who gave you that 
nickname the scariest man in football? It was Spain. It was it was Spain on commentary. So um, there was method behind it. When I first joined, I still kind of had my non-league head on when I went in the changing rooms and kept myself to myself. I only knew three or four of the lads. I didn't know yeah. Spain. Like I said, I didn't know Seb's mates or Seb at all. The first few times I kind of sat in the corner and uh, they didn't have a kit for me. So I wore all black and I kind of looked a bit like Jason Statham in Me Machine. Jason Statham, you're having yourself on there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have a look. Go back. I mean, we're talking seven years ago. No, I, I mean, more about the persona and the character of the mad monk sat in the corner dribbling. I just wanted to win games and these boys were like, leave off. We've turned up for a Sunday kickabout with our mates and there's me going, oh, There must be so many great memories from your time at Hashtag. What would be your top three Hashtag moments? I mean, number one's easy. It always come to back to Wembley, 35,000. It's something I'd never thought I'd ever do, playing against the likes of Steve Gerrard um, and making a couple of ropey saves that would look good on camera. That would definitely be number one. That'd be easy. Promotion was probably the other one, the promotion in our first season. We'd done it at one of the oldest grounds in England, the old spotted dog in uh, in East London. And it was uh, it's one of the worst pitches we played on one of our worst performances of the season, we drew one or well, that was all we needed. And it was kind of um, a, a good culmination to like three or four years of that storyline to actually get promoted in the first season was uh, was really special. And uh, to be honest, TST was up there. I don't know a lot of lads that I went with and they, they kind of welcomed me. So it was it was nice to be able to be part of like the, the hashtag set up again. When we finished up from TST, I did say to Devs, I'll be there for pre-season, but that was six weeks ago and I haven't step foot anywhere near <laughs> Essex since. What type of physical condition are you in then? Could you have done pre-season or is it just a long shot? It depends who the goalkeeper coaches really. The, 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 the non-league pre-season, if you can dodge the first two weeks, you've got half a chance. If you're there for the first two weeks, you're a mug. So <laughs> ideally, you put, you put yourself a, a week away in Lanzarote, early doors, tell the gaffer you can't make the first day you get back because you've just got back from holiday and then kind of go back in on a on a Saturday and that way the, the beastings are kind of over. Nowadays, it's changed so much. Back in the day, it used to be like four solid weeks of pre-season. Now it's only two weeks of pre-season and then they play eight friendlies nowadays because they, they, they turn over so many players. I feel like I could have probably got through it, but the reason I finished playing non-league football was I couldn't do two games in a week. Uh, I, I realised that at the tail end when I was playing. I played on a Monday night for hashtag and a worldie and then played on the Saturday and I was absolute horse. And it was like, I, I want to get out of here before people realise that there's nothing left in the tank and you're kind of going to lose what you've, what you've created. And I don't want to go out like that. I never want to go out like that. You had a great 20-year career in non-league football, as you said. I know what you're probably going to say is the toughest part, the travelling, and obviously the few quid you get. What was the greatest thing about playing in non-league for you? I say social, but I don't mean the beer social, although that was a good part of it. It was the camaraderie, right? And I still miss that now. I mean, it's, it's funny because um, Soccer AM kind of filled that void a little bit, really. When I stopped playing, going on a show, I mean, you know yourself, of course. It's kind of a family thing, really. Absolutely. Um, you go training on a Tuesday, Thursday night, which were probably better than the Saturdays a lot of the time. It was great winning on a Saturday, but it was tough, like, especially as you get older, the hours you have to put in. But it was great getting there, the same old cheesy jokes with the lads, the banter, the laugh, and getting a sweat on. It was being around being around the lads and, and the, the change room banter. When you come out of the game, you kind of got no real direction. I mean, it must be terrible for pros, but like you've got no, nothing to really aim for. I managed to get away with it a little bit where I had TST and before that I was doing 10Ks and stuff just to try and keep 
keep goals, setting goals. But without a doubt, being around the lads uh, and being around changing rooms. I've been in some bad changing rooms, but um, when it's good, it's, um, it's the best thing ever. You mentioned Soccer AM there. Obviously, we got you in early doors. You must have been one of the, the first goalkeepers. How much did that sort of help you, like you say, coming out of non-league football and playing? What did Soccer AM do for you? It gave me a platform when I didn't know I needed one, really, which was odd because when I first started with Hashtag, I didn't know what, what I was going to do. I didn't know I needed a platform, really. It was perfect for me, really, because as an ageing goalkeeper, <laughs> in an ideal world, there was a stage and you might be able to tell me yes or no, Carl, but there was a stage where I thought I was going to possibly get the gig full time. But I broke my leg in pre-season. And that's when obviously the door opened to the likes of G and John uh, yeah. to, to come in and, and do their bits. But yeah, there was, was a stage there where Fenners weren't about. Lloyd was presenting and I'd done three or four shows uh, covering for Lloyd. And they'd gone really well. I'd say Jesse Lingard's penalty and... <laughs> I think David Coldwell and Kevin Phillips threw on the bounce or something. I'm thinking, this is me now. I can jack in non-league, do this full time, and it would have been ideal. Mm. Uh, although the money was tapped, but I think that's because you. <laughs> know, it's the best show ever. I grew up with it. I remember being in um, at, at, at clubs where non-league clubs we meet at the, in the in the ground to have a bit of breakfast before we travel in the middle of nowhere, Merford, Tidville, or Kingsley, or wherever we were going, and we'd have it on. You'd sit there at, at ten in the morning, have your breakfast as a team before you got on the coach. Everyone knew the, the one-liners and I was I was of that generation where it was a staple for me. I've said it a few times. It was the show that you were. Football weren't at your fingertips, right? There's football everywhere nowadays. And uh, back then it was it was uh, religious. You watched it on a Saturday morning. But it's the best thing ever. It's, it's a great show. It's always been a good show. Did you ever get any stick when you were playing? For playing for hashtag and... Oh, you oh, were yeah. Soccer AMD, are you? You're the goalie, are you? Yeah, loads. what would they say to you? I used to get it a lot when I was younger. Anyway, I told a story a few few months ago about playing at Wildstone away and then uh, having an absolute mouth. I was probably only eighteen, nineteen, and then calling me a clown. And then two seasons later, we drew him in the FA Cup when I was playing for a team in the league below, and they recognised me and it's the clown Jackson. So I've had it for years, but I was an easy target when it came to hashtag. That's good. It was it was tough. It was a tough transition because we had so much support. We had to play every game behind closed doors, so it was easy. It was no pressure, zero pressure, and then all of a sudden we weren't playing in, in crowd in front of crowds of like thousands. But people, we had targets on our back, right? We were the best team. We were the most prominent team, and everyone wanted to mug you off. If anything went wrong on on soccer, I am then. Guaranteed the next week I'll be getting in hero from You could either be a hero or a zero, wouldn't it? When I first started doing soccer aim, it was the be all and end all, and I took it so seriously. And then coming to the end of it, there's a clip somewhere, I think it's on my Insta, where I done uh, we had Tom Davis in and it was a December morning and I had actually been out the night before. I think it was Deck Deck McCartney. McCartney. He, he yeah. called out, didn't he? Do you remember you give me a, he woke me up at half eight in the morning, was like, Jack, can you do a job? And I genuinely had eight to ten pints of Guinness the night before. I was rough, dog rough. And Tom Davis hit the worst penalty in the world and it's gone in and Jimmy knew and he said, that's what you get for having eight pints on a Friday night, Jacko Timber and all that. You're like, oh, you just learn to get on with it. You've mentioned quite a few names there, but who's the best guest you've saved a penalty from? Who, who are up there as your, your top three? Without a doubt, Lingard, because of everything that went on before and after it. So pre the show, he'd been United had played Arsenal at the Emirates on a Friday night, and he'd scored that night. I think they won two 0 and he'd done a, a moonwalk or a That's some it. sort of yeah. Michael Jackson dance move. He come on the show the next day, and I saved his pen, 
it cost the Wimbledon fans 600 quid, which then Jesse Lingard borrowed off his one of his mates, I think, in the car park, weighed in the Wimbledon fans, so it was blown up everywhere. But then Jesse Lingard went about 14 months without scoring a goal thereafter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not taking all the credit for it, but it was either the moonwalk or me that put that, that nagging doubt in the back of his mind. Maybe it was a 600 quid that broke his heart. I don't know. But yeah, he, he went on another stinker. But it was one of those moments where as a keeper, as a dog shit keeper, you're like, I could live off this for years and I have. And I did. And it weren't a bad save either. Hashtag in the Ithmian Prem this season. Um, will you be going along and how do you think that season's going to look for them? It's going to be tough for them. Uh, Devs is a great manager. I've got another reason why I played for Hashtag for so long was Devs. He's a great man great grounded guy looked after me off the pitch as much as he did on the pitch and I know that he's going to assemble a, a tidy side I don't think people realise the amount of dough that flows about at that level though so I know I know they won't be one of the bigger spenders within that league there'll be five or six teams that will be quite heavily bankrolled and hashtag won't be one of them I know that for a fact but if he keeps the nucleus of the team they've got a good set of um, of honest lads so I think stabilization in that league really will be what they'll they'll be aiming for and then uh, and then push the second season similar to what they did in the north in the Ryman League north it'll be next season I think well they'll give it a proper go but it's a great league for the club to be in. They've, they've done ever so well to to bounce, what, three divisions now in the five years, I think it's been. And it's been run properly. I know a lot of people outside still kind of pour scorn on the name and think that it's all YouTube money and sponsorship money. It's not. It's been done properly. Spend and Seba are, are desperate to kind of make sure that the club is is looking after itself and not boom and bust. It's a, it's a long-term project. It's a brilliant journey, mate. And you've played a massive part in hashtags success over the years and I just want to say thank you for everything you've done on Soccer AM you were a great goalkeeper and a great friend to have around and hopefully we'll spend some more time together which is why I'm going to put to you will you take us on our first hashtag United game and show us around and introduce us to everyone and sort of be our little tour guide for the day I would be honoured I would be honoured I love it amazing love it mate right go get yourself some beers mate and enjoy Germany Thanks, thanks for speaking to me, chaps. It's been uh, emotional. And thank you, Curls, for everything you've done. Not right, so much you, Scott. You ain't done a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good night out you the other night. Once, yeah. on a night out. <laughs> yeah. If you can remember it, that is. We'll always have that one night in Putney. Uh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> what a lovely it. way to end. Cheers, Jacko, mate. Catch you soon, pal. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Bye. I absolutely love Jacko. What a good man. He's such a nice like guy. <laughs> and absolutely brilliant on a night out. Well, I vaguely remember you witnessed seeing that him, on yeah. the last show of the season at Soccer M. Right, it's time for your item. This is non-league plugs, non-league plugs, plugs, plugs. Oh, you added to it. Yeah, added a little bit extra at the end. Week, a little or... bit of extra sauce yeah. <laughs> on your little sting. Yep. Right, for anyone that wasn't listening last week, Scott's come up with the non-league plug, which is a chance for you guys to get involved. Yeah, basically just shout out your club or anything it's the non-league notice board it's the non-league will, notice board if you tweet it to us we will just read it out is that better than the non-league plug maybe i'll sing non-league notice board next week right but, so we have uh, got a few people that have got in yeah. touch i'll kick things off Ooh. i received a message from assington stanley who are they exactly no, it's not Accrington. Uh, uh, it's right, Assington okay. stanley okay. um mark the chairman got in touch with me now, they're in their second season in the Essex and Suffolk Border League in Division 5. They were struggling last season, but they are looking for promotion this year. 
He just wanted to say, is there anything we could do to help raise awareness for the club? So we're giving them a little bit of a shout out on yeah. here. Hopefully they get a bit of traction from yeah, it. Yeah, Essex, that's got to be Essex, fairly near yeah, to you. We'll go and check far. them out. On the border, Essex yeah. and Suffolk. We'll have to get down to a game. Actually, Mark said he watched the trial game at Cheson, yeah. which if you haven't watched it, go watch it. And he said he could offer me some minutes. He saw something in you. He saw something in that warm-up. Wow, in that 30 seconds. That's a bit of us. Could be playing for uh, Assington Stanley Stanley next season. So if you are in that area, do go and check them out. Go and support your local side. Okay, next non-league plug, Matt Carlin. Kingstonian fan he's asked us to head down to one of their games next season yes now um, Matt yeah has been a fan of ours of the channel oh. since the beginning wow he was one of the early ones he messaged and said I was here when you only had 200 subs I mean we've only got 3,800 yeah, now but, yeah. but he was there in the very beginning so we'll come down oh, to a Kingstonian game 100% yeah we'll add that and to get the list. that in next season for sure so the next one comes from Dan down Dan. in Paul he Lovely. said we should go and watch them play yep. they've got a great story Charlie Austin before he went to Swindon used to play for Paul interesting and I actually read an article about that when they got the call saying that Swindon were looking at him mm. they were League One Swindon and Paul were like not even National League South they thought it was too far of a jump for Charlie to make it into Football League at that level yeah. they thought he would have got like National League yeah and obviously, they massively supported him. And he went on and scored bags full of goals in the Football League. Amazing. And they also played on Italian TV live. That's what Dan told me. Has he explained why? Or no, um, just he might have done. But um, I'm looking just, to find out Popular how in Italy yeah, and yeah. why. But that would be a cool game to go down to. Yeah. So we will come and see pool in action and we will go and meet Dan. Last one. It was just a, a few bits I saw over the weekend. And I was like, oh. We should mention that. Some of the new kits that are coming yes. out. Obviously, this is an audio podcast, so we might chuck some pictures up, but that's not of much use to you guys if you're listening to In Your Car or wherever you're listening. Um, but a shout out to a couple of kits. Talkie's new Away kit. I shared it to yes, you in the WhatsApp group blue. yesterday. Lovely. Three shades lovely. of blue as yeah, well. Yeah, so if we can get one of those so they're National League South this season, it'd um, be cool to go and, go and see them. Definitely. Yeah. Gary Johnson's the gaffer down there. Sweet. Okay, we'll go and, go and see Johnson's Gary. Lee son's very funny. He's um, a manager as well. We had some funny clips of him on Soccer yeah, but yeah, Gary Johnson, Dan Yeah, go and see them. And I also want to give a little shout out to Hemel's new kit as well, because it is an absolute beauty. Well, I'll get it in the next month. Oh, you're going to get it in? Yeah, Scott Lavelle promise. <laughs> see where it happens. <laughs> on the topic of football kits, yes, there is one waiting for us in the box behind. It's what everyone's been waiting for. This is the it? non-league mystery box. Whoop, whoop. Inside is a non-league football shirt. So nonleaguefootballshop.co.uk have sent it Yes. Us. Okay. They're doing some big things on TikTok as well. He does TikTok lives. He's got his own little shop. If you want any non-league football kits, yeah. they're your people to go to. They're absolutely brilliant. Inside there is a kit and we're going to go to that game. Okay. Right. I don't know who it is. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't is know fun. what level it is. Okay. But... We're going to do it, all right? And apologies if we don't know where this place is. So it's a bit like a pizza box. I'll describe you opening it for the viewers. So you're opening it up. Open up the box. Inside, there is some red tissue tissue paper. paper. Before we start, there is a note from the non-league football shop. It's got all their information at the back, at non-league football shop on TikTok, on Facebook, on League Shop on Twitter. They're not on threads oh, yet. Oh, not on threads. So if you go into the non-league football shop, non-league football shop, you can use our code of curly10 for 10% off. Okay. 
which is pretty cool. What's Scott 10 getting you? Not much. Right. No, nothing. Just curly, mate. I was the okay. contact. I sorted right. it all okay. out. Inside the red tissue paper we go. It's very neatly packed. Oh, I can the, see that. Right. <laughs> and a program. And the program is as well. Okay. Unbelievable. So let's get the shirt out. Okay. So I d- so oh what? Okay. Okay, so let's have a little look. It's a beaut. So it's like hold up one end as well. It's a, a royal dark navy blue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Made by Area. The sponsor is Borville. It's got a red trim on the collar and then red and white on the sleeves. And the team is Chatham Town, founded in 1882. And on their crest is a boat with three sails. Save it for the video. Don't release too much information about the crest. Oh, I'm not going to reveal too much because I have absolutely no idea <laughs> You've not done your Google where yet. that is. I'll tell you what, though, it yeah. smells. Bet the most foul shirt. Sensational. Okay. And he's even chucked in a program from somewhere, Atherstone United FC. It's like a different club, okay. Yeah, but that's not where we're going. It looks old sure. school. What, what season's that? Oh, it's 93-94. 93-94. Amazing. So thank you to non-league football shop for sending it through. So good. We need to find out where Chatham Town is. Can we Google it now just to Maybe. work out where we are oh. in the world? We are in London Bridge? Uh, yes. So Chatham Town. I don't think it's that far. I feel like I've heard it. C-H-A-T. H-A-M. Yeah. Town FC. Don't forget, Curly 10 for 10% off at non-league football shop. And Scott 10 for nothing off. And Scott 10 for nothing. Don't put in Scott 10. Do not do that. Okay. So I've just found out where it is. Where is it? It's near Maidstone. So it's out east. Okay. um, Which is lovely for That's not a million miles away, is it? It's near there. Oh, okay. So, I, what, let me, can you Google and find out what level they play in? They're in with Beckenham Town, so they're Ooh. oh, they're in with Burgess, Burgess Hill, Hill Town. Town. So what are the odds? Amazing. Okay, so we'll maybe go to Burgess Hill Town. Burgess Town. Town. Yeah. So, if there's anyone watching or listening from Chatham Town who wants to get in touch with us, yeah, find us on the socials. But we will be coming to a game next season. We are officially hold that up. Oh, Chatham Town. FC fans. Cha-ching. That's the end of episode three. Wow. That was a good episode. I enjoyed it was good that. good fun. Yeah, different. I like the mystery box. Yes. We- and I've also got another pr- surprise. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. We'll save it for next week. It's another type of game to find out where we go to watch football matches. Not only that, oh. I've got a proper footballer coming on the podcast. Someone that uh, you know gets, and I know. Gets paid to be a footballer. Paid to be proper. a footballer. He's gone from non-league to the football league. I'll give people a clue without giving it away. Okay. Plays for the Swans and they wear blue. And he played when we went and watched him in the Ithmian Prem, but they've now had promotions. Yes. If those facts are inaccurate, I'm sorry. And made playoffs last season in the National League South. Yes. You've just given it a one to four now. And his name runs with Masper. <laughs> All right, try and work it out. If you can, let us know in the comments. But he'll be coming on the podcast very soon to talk about his journey from non-league to the Football League. He's a great lad. That's it. Come on, you Chatham Town. We'll Come see you on. in the next podcast.